You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen. Sabres lose a must-win game, 4-3, to three, to the NHL's worst team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, a lot to unpack, not just with tonight's game, but with the events of the last 48 hours. Uh, a lot of headlines in the NHL uh, and a very small, uh, fine print line for the Buffalo Sabres last night with the transaction they made. Uh, with uh, <clears throat> Riley Stillman, uh, but joined by Mr. Connor Hurley, uh, all the way from California. Connor, how are you? I'm all right. It was actually five three. Uh, just a quick, I'm sorry, yes, quick, five three, five three. Quick, quick stat boy correction. Um, unfortunately, that just somehow I mean it makes it worse. Uh, like you said, worst team in the league, lowest points in the league. I think they have 44 now. They have 46. Uh, just a massive letdown, especially after those last three wins. And with the stretch the Sabres have coming up here, uh, they needed these two points in the worst possible way. And right. they just didn't, they didn't show up until the third period. And that's, I feel like that's been a trend with this team at, at certain points this year. They come out, especially at home for God knows what reason they don't, they don't come out they just hungry as they normally do on the road. And it came back to bite them. And it was, it was just really, really disappointing. Yeah, and you know what? Um, this is a team that can't afford to have any any like stretches during games where you just completely pissed on your leg. You just can't afford that. Not right now. They have four games in hand on the Islanders. Now they're pretty much right neck and neck in terms of games remaining with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, who I think, unless something changed in the last minute and a half, they were winning. They they scored to make a two to one. Uh, <clears throat> just a few minutes ago, so they may have won. Yeah, they won 3-1. Uh, they, they did win? 3-1. Three 3-1, to one. Three to one. yeah, so you probably got an empty nutter. Uh, it's You can't afford every point right now from here is four accounts, and this schedule is going to get so much more difficult after tonight. So these games you have to win. You have to at least get a point out of this. Like, you have to find a way to get that game to overtime. Um, and defensively, they were just an absolute mess tonight. Yoki Haru, you mean, is just out there doing Yoki Haru things. Uh, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, he looks almost like the next coming of Rasmus for Stalinen sometimes without the physical ability. He's just, yeah. the, his lack of awareness in his own end is so infuriating. Just, and then yeah. even Owen Power tonight, Owen, Owen on, on Boone Jenner's goal, like take the body there. On that first goal from, uh, was it Rob, Rob, was it Robinson? Is it Robertson or Robinson? Yeah, yeah, Robinson. Robinson, they go right in front when Yoki Haru was left. I mean, I want to blame Yoki Haru there too, 
But where are your forwards giving you any type of support down low? There's nothing. They're, there's, they were all literally standing at the top of the faceoff dot watching, standing still. Like, what are you doing? Get in there, engage, help your defenseman. And then what are you doing, Owen? Why are you leaving your front, the front of the net, leaving Robinson literally like, he's like, okay, like, all right, I guess I'll just steer by myself. And I, just I find myself like screaming at the TV, like, watch the front, like watch the front. It's what it's what I said I, I do during my men's leagues game. Because these yep. guys have no concept of defensive awareness or covering the back door. They just puck watch. They puck watch, puck watch, puck watch. Uh, my buddy said that Yogi Haru was responsible for all five goals. I don't know about that, but he was a busy. Yeah, even, on, even on the empty netter, he let it through him. And then he at least could have made an effort to get on the ice. Because uh, Robinson didn't have an angle at the goal. He no. just he put his right leg out and it went yeah. right through him. Um, that's a guy I don't need on my team anymore. No. Yeah. Unfortunately no. not. Um, he was promising to begin with that the Alex Nylander trade seemed as though that was a pretty good one for one deal. Uh, but right now he's at least showing that he has no business being an NHL defenseman. Uh, at least defenseman. Water. Um, it's really bad. So as you said, uh, hopefully Riley Stillman is at least better than that. Uh, from every indication I saw from, Vancouver Canucks fans, when that trade happened yesterday, they were all overjoyed that he was gone. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if that's completely related to the team that he was on and the system that he was in. I've heard that he was better when he was with the Panthers right. he was better right. when he was with the Blackhawks. Um, so you at least hope that's a little bit of an upgrade. Um, and Darlene obviously needs to be back. Uh, Alex Stuck is a massive loss. I mean, Jack Quinn's played well, but – the chemistry that top line has is not even comparable without him. Uh, Tage and Tuck and Skinner just work so well together. So, yeah, obviously that is a massive uh, hurdle that the team has to face right now. Losing two of your three best players in a very critical stretch like this is horrible, and not many teams can recover from it. But you need to beat the Blue Jackets, and they didn't deserve to tonight, and uh, they face the consequences. Yeah, and – you know, I know it's not a small thing, but you got to get Anderson out earlier. Like, you had the puck in the zone with possession twice before you finally got him out. Yeah. You got to get him out of that. Like, even, even on the power play, um, yeah. there's, there's something to be said about pulling him there. Obviously, the Blue Jackets can just ice the puck and just shoot at the net. But yeah. I think the analytics support pulling your goalie when you yeah. have that type of advantage, possession that, in the offensive zone. And that, and just not to mention – you had them on their heels for 10 minutes straight there. Like they were just, they, they were just lost. And now you have the power play. You have potentially the best scorer in the league right now after Con not named Connor McDavid. Uh, everything just seems to be going right for you. And I agree. Pull your goalie there. I, I, I know you're taking a chance with them. Obviously, like you said, being able to ice the puck uh, on the penalty kill, but you know, the one time I will agree with analytics, not one time I'll agree with but one of the times I'll agree with analytics is in that situation. Pull your goaltender and get have a two man advantage there. Just it just to me, to me, that's just that's a no brainer. And that's just where Granado falls short sometimes as a coach is you know over coaching and not oversimplifying things. Like I just it drives me nuts, man. And I, I don't and we're expected to believe that Riley Stillman is going to be the savior, you know, on our, you know, I, I don't understand that move at all, especially for a kid like Josh Bloom, who 
granted, you know, he is a point a game per player, a point per a point per game player in the OHL. But like the guy is the kid's a great penalty killer. And I for I, I I've always actually know his father. I met his father at development camp, comes from a great family. Uh kid's got a great head on his shoulder. He's a hard worker, he's all heart. And he's gonna be a consistent bottom six at the very least bottom six player in the NHL someday. He's going to be a penalty killer. He's a great 200-foot hockey player. And you traded that type of a prospect for Riley fucking Stillman? That's what you did? Like, yeah, it, it makes was... no sense. Why trade the prospect? Tra- trade, You know, trade a pick. Trade a pick. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it was it was confounding for sure. Um, Kevin Adams played with his dad. So I yeah, think that's it. Yeah, it makes no so, sense. Yeah, so therefore, like, I think there's probably some type of connection there. Maybe they know more than we do in terms of what type of role he's going to fill or what type of promise he's going to show in our system. It better be something because, like you said, I mean, like Josh Bloom, he might be our eighth or ninth best forward prospect. So I'm not going to lose sleep over that um, in a sense just because, like, it would be a while before he would crack the lineup. I am a proponent of bringing depth in, especially on the defensive end, because clearly that is the biggest issue on the team and it will be for a long time. Uh, but like you said, the the piece that they got back for is, for the most part, completely unproven, even in the NHL. And at yeah. least recently, he hasn't been great. And as you saw tonight, they need a lot of help, especially with Darlene out. It's, I mean, power, he's been unbelievable this year, defensively, offensively, every aspect of his game. It's going to happen once or twice. He's going to get undressed. Yeah. It's, I mean, Boone Jenner is a good player. Uh, that was an unbelievable play. That happens one out of every 10 times he tries that. Um, and I haven't seen power do that too many times this season, so I'm not going to be too upset about that, but everybody well, else, even, even Samuels take the body there though. Yeah. You got, you want him to take the body, but at the end of the day, like Owen power has been an absolute stud this entire year. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to let that one slide. Um, but even Samuelson, I, I saw him going to the corner with the puck a few times, lackadaisical. He's not playing the exact t- same type of physical, crazy good defensive game we've seen from him. Um, everything about this team defensively, when you lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets five to three, yeah, leads you to believe that something needs to change. And the big fish is still out there. If we're all upset about Riley Stillman, it could turn 180 degrees if Jacob Chick Chickren is a Buffalo Saber in the next two to three days. Yeah. Um, and so there has been at, some- at this point, like you might need to do that. You the, who knows if Darlene's injury is worse than they say it is. There there has been some smoke with that. There has been. Um, we've heard it a couple times and now with my, the, one of my prizes at the deadline was Luke Shen. He's obviously a Toronto Maple Leaf now fucking great of all teams. He could have gone to thanks. Um, and it only cost a third round pick. I had people, I had guys, I had people in Vancouver say it's going to be a premium, a premium pick. Like what third round pick? It wasn't premium. No. I mean, we don't have any third round picks, but I mean, I would have, I would have given them, I don't know if I would have given him a second, but a fourth and a player. Yeah. You know, fourth yeah, and a young player. 100%. 100%. And, or, or Josh Bloom. Or Josh Bloom. Yeah. I would much rather have Josh, you know, fucking Luke Shen for Josh Bloom than fucking Riley Stillman. It just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely confusing. I hate to be a conspiracy theorist guy, and I, I and this is – and I'm, I'm gonna, this is going to be very short, but it it was always, it's been speculated a lot over the last 
year and a half. Um, that at least potentially a, min- a minority stake of this hockey team might be up for sale. Um, they brought in uh, that Roth guy from Fidelity Investments to uh, <clears throat> to be the COO. Guy has no history, no experience in, in hockey in any way, shape, or form from the business from the from the business level. Um, outside of obviously signing within your own, you know, within your own team and your own roster, whether it's here in Rochester, you haven't gone out of your way in free agency to improve the team. You haven't made any big splashes trade wise outside of you know when you were kind of forced to with Reinhardt and Eichel. I mean, which I mean both turned out um, great. I just, I look at this as potentially a situation where they, they have been liquidating some stuff over the last two years. Maybe they are, maybe there is something there. Maybe there's, we, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I just, in the conversations I've had with other people that are, would be more privy to it than me. It just, if they're not going to spend and if they're only going to trade, if they're not going to at least, attempt here to put this team in a position to uh to to win to win this year that just tells me especially with Kim's health not to make light of that but Kim's health and the fact that Terry's running both teams right now that tells me that 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 tells me that this team at least a minority stake of it could be up for sale that's just yeah. me being a conspiracy theorist. I, I just, sure. I just, it, it, there's been a lot of smoke on that be, in the past, uh, in the past calendar year about their that this team pot potentially being for sale. And if they don't spend anything at this deadline, and if they just try and roll with what they have, which to a certain extent I can understand, but there's no reason you. And I've said this a thousand times. There's no reason you can't be good. For the you, you you can't stick to the plan, but still not be good. Now you have the you have the assets, you have the capital, you have the cap flexibility. There's no reason you can't do both. And if you're willing to trade Josh Bloom for fucking Riley Stillman, who's nothing, he's less than nothing. Then there's no reason. You, you, I don't know. I, I yeah. that's that's me being a conspiracy uh, Sabers conspiracy. I mean, no, it's definitely possible. Like obviously. Pagula's tenure with the Sabres hasn't gone exactly as planned, no. to say the least. Um, but when you look at the Bloom for Stillman trade, is like nothing as Riley Stillman is. He potentially might play games this season. So while that may not be the most earth-shattering trade, and it's not something that fans or the, even the team probably thinks is that impactful, technically that is a hockey trade right now. They traded a prospect for an NHL player. So that would lead you to believe at least a little bit of Kevin Adams' mindset. Maybe that's just scratching the surface of what they're going to do the next two days. I'm at least hopeful for that, um, especially after tonight. I think that's a wake-up call that's absolutely necessary. We've been saying it for weeks. Thankfully, they've beaten some really good teams, and they've gotten some great performance from their goaltenders. For instance, the other night uh, from Craig Anderson, uh, that have won them games that they shouldn't have won. But moving forward, um, in these next seven games, the Sabres have, are, they have gone from playing the worst team in the league to playing by far and away the best team in the league against the Bruins on Thursday night. And then your next five games after that are Tampa, Edmonton, the Islanders, 
Dallas and the Rangers. Oh, and then the Maple Leafs and the Capitals after that. It's not getting any easier. I could easily see this team without Dowling and Tuck. Hopefully Dowling's back at least for uh, the Tampa game on Saturday. Yeah. I could see that this team losing every single game. Um, the goaltending's not there. It's The defense is horrible. Um, without Tuck on that top line, where are you going to get they're just not the same line. They're, they're just not the same line. Yeah, but where I, you're not going to get it consistently from Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn's been play, played great in two games, but he's not going to give you that every single night. We've seen that all season long. Um, it, it can get really, really scary right now, and this is obviously a very critical time. And you have until Monday at 3 o'clock to do something impactful to send this team closer to that wild card line or have us talking about lottery odds in the next three weeks, which is also very possible. I could yeah, easily exactly. see that happening where Sabres fans are hoping for a miracle to draft Connor Bedard. I, I, want I, don't, I, don't, do I don't even want to think about that, but that's the tipping point right now. If you're, if you really want to make a push, make a trade. If you don't, you want to sacrifice the future, play for next year. You sit back and it's going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that you could give this fan base this much hope and then <clears throat> just yank it out from underneath them <clears throat> uh, and just go, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to sit put and just not tank, but we're okay with losing. I don't think you, you can't do that right now at this point. You, you, you've gotten the fans back. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, that building was almost it, full it, up. It, it was almost just, full on a Tuesday night against the blue jackets. Yeah. I mean, was the turnout attendance wise a little disappointing? Or yeah, but Sunday you was great what, though. Sunday was great. Yeah, Sunday was fantastic. You know, it's you have you have the fan base back to an extent. Don't lose them again by just folding right now. Like, and the thing is, you, you these these people who comment, you know, don't lose faith right now. We were still you know, somebody set a point. No, we're three points out right now. Um, and with when it, from back from the Islanders and Pittsburgh, which is the last wild card spot, they are neck and neck with us in terms of games played. I'm pretty positive, um, but I, I just, I, I just, I don't want to do that to the fan base. I don't want to do that to the, the the players that have worked so hard in the locker room. It's just, it's not a good look. It just isn't, you know. And you, you don't. I would say under under, I would say last week. You don't have to make huge moves to get this team to the playoffs. You really don't. Um, you have to make the right moves. Like I, I was on Twitter, right? I was literally talking about it right before the Boone Jenner goal, and then even after Boone Jenner. Like Boone Jenner is a guy who would fit the 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 mold of this team so well. He is a horse, and Columbus is literally all in for the Bedard right now. They, like there, there is don't make no mistake about it. If they could trade Line A and Gaudreau and get a fantastic return now, they might. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. I mean, they probably they wouldn't because they're losing even with those guys on the team. But Boone Jenner is a guy, captain or not, that would fit the mold of this team so well, and he's on a reasonable contract. And with all these teams <clears throat> that are right there with them in the basement. That got so much worse. Arizona got a lot worse. Anaheim got a lot worse. San Jose ball. got a lot worse. Um, <clears throat> Montreal is bound to get worse. I mean, they're gonna, they're probably gonna trade Edmondson, I believe. I mean, there hasn't been much smoke around him, but he's probably gone. Um, who else? 
Vancouver got a lot worse. You know, I'm sorry. There isn't a single player on that team right now that isn't tradable yeah. when it comes to Connor Bedard. We're talking like McDavid level prospect here. So for me, there isn't a single, I, I wouldn't be surprised if every single uh, from here till Friday, if every team in the base right now is treating their team the way Tim Murray treated us when we were p- trying to, uh, to tank for McDavid. And rightfully so. That's the type of player he is. So for me, there's no player that should be off limits to me. And I was, I was thinking like, man, I wish Kevin Adams just walk a few suites over and just have that conversation with them. Just have the conversation. What would you want for a guy like Boone Jenner? He signed through 2026, 3.75 million. I know he's your captain. What is the asking price? Just let me know. It, it can't be, it, it, you know, it's not going to be Timo Meyer level asking price. But if they want a first and a prospect, I'd absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Why the fuck not? Yeah, and even their goalie, Corpusala, who sat out for trade-related reasons. <clears throat> yeah. There's a goalie in your building that probably would have started tonight that didn't because that team is a fire sale. They want yeah. Connor Bernard as much as anybody. As, yeah. as all. Look at John Gibson the past few weeks. He made 65 saves against the Pens the other night, 50 saves the other night. Which is insane. It's so, I mean, you have a lot of opportunity to make this team better. Craig Anderson, he can, he can steal you a game or two every now and then, but he's not going to get this team to the playoffs. UPL doesn't look like his midseason form. Comrie hasn't played enough to inspire any confidence whatsoever. You need a goalie. You need a defenseman. You need a bottom six forward, potentially a top six, top six forward now with Alex Tuck out for the next month. You got to do something. And if they don't, We'll know everything that we need to about what their mindset is right now. And we can go from there and have a little little bit of hope from this season, but the playoffs are absolutely out of the question in that case. I guess uh, with Cody Merrill here, Granado said in the postgame toss of Darlene may play Thursday, but may hold him out one more game. I heard, I heard no, that. You need, you need to get him back in. <laughs> you need to get him back in. Soon. Yeah, I well, I mean, that's the thing though. Like, <laughs> if, it, if it's an injury that they just they want to be sure on, like you don't want to rush it. Like, no, I know, I agree with there. that, but like, it's I, I, he needs to get back in the lineup, man. Especially after tonight, that's yeah. a game where if Darlene's playing, you probably at least get that game to overtime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, no, gosh. Yeah, it's that's a tough one, man. It's really, really tough. I had a bad feeling about it going in. I feel like the Sabres very consistently played out of their competition. And also, like, I know they haven't showed up for a lot of big emotional games this year, but they also have stolen a lot of games from a lot of really good teams. And that's what they're going to have to do in every single game for the next month. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia, in like two or three weeks, is the next easy game. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to get scary. So... You, you got to do something. You, you got to, whether it's Granado and Adams coming together and agreeing on what this team needs right now in the next 48 hours, something has to give. Um, and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Rakeen, uh Alex Tuck did have a walking boot on at the game today with crutches. Um, I'm assuming that's probably an ankle sprain. That's, yeah, that's I'm thinking high ankle. Um, my dad actually went through the third period the other day trying to find out when it happened. Yeah, and with that type of injury, especially in a hockey game, with the boot covering you, sometimes it can be very inconspicuous, whether it's in the corner or yeah. just uh, an off chance hit where you don't even notice it, um, and it it can it can be, get bad. High ankle sprains take weeks. 
Sometimes yep. breaking your ankle is better than a high ankle sprain. Yeah, so, I remember uh, – I forget which one – which goal – it was Leonard. It was Robin Leonard when yeah. he hurt his ankle. Especially for a goalie, but – Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd be surprised to see Tuck before April. Yeah, I – again, I, he's the type of guy that's going to do whatever he can, though. To, for sure. You know, Absolutely. Rehab that ankle and make sure he he's – if he can be, be back, he'll be back, you know. Yeah. Make and no I, say, mistake about it with him. I say Darlene two to three more games. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pagula's ownership group, Terry is incompetent. Nothing ever changes. No guts, no glory, no spending. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Um, take the draft slot. Keep building. Sabre's going to improve over the next three years. UPL not be the key guy, but he can but he can be built around. Um, little unpack there. Um, I'm not – I'm this year I don't care about draft position. I just don't. I, I've cared way too much about draft position. We've drafted first overall twice, second overall twice, eighth overall twice over the last 10 years. Like, <clears throat> I don't care about draft position anymore. That's not a rip on on this comment. It just isn't. But, no. Um, no, I, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of fans feel that way. I mean, the one guy that's inspiring the most hope in the organization right now was uh, acquired through trade in Devin Levi. Yeah. Um, that's the type of thing sometimes that you need to do to get your team into a position where they need to be. Um, yeah. And right now, like if you keep drafting, we had three first round picks last year. When I think they have two second rounders next year, maybe three. I think they have three second round picks next draft. One of them has to go. It's, uh, it's, a it's second a round draft. pick will get you a legitimate NHL player. Look what the, look what the Lightning traded for Tanner Janot. I, I know. know they traded a lot, but Tanner Janot is not that good of a player. No. He's just he's gonna fit well in that lineup because that's what they need in their bottom six. But you can get a legitimate bona fide NHL defenseman or middle six player for a second round pick <laughs> and a prospect. If you want to do more, trade a first round pick. Nothing has really changed in the past 10 years to inspire no. any confidence no. that the Sabres are gonna use these draft picks and develop them to the point where they're gonna contribute in the next and, year or two. And the thing is, in the last two drafts. You've had enough. You you, you 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 essentially. I mean, I don't think in terms of giving up picks at the draft, they've done a lot of that. They moved up in drafts, like when they moved up to draft Paterka. But I mean, they've had three drafts, probably almost, damn near three drafts worth of picks in the last two. So like, the cupboard is full. Even though you trade away, Jeff, I, I, that really pisses me off too. That that josh bloom of all prospects that you traded away for fucking riley stillman um but i mean with 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 everything with all with all all the picks you've made over the last two drafts you had five first round picks only one of them is contributing right now at the nhl level i I mean sure maybe you know the chances are low that all the all four will help this team in the long term why not just package one of those with one of those second round picks or even a first round pick? Make your team better in the now. You still have three more centers that you drafted in the first round there to groom and develop. And you're Yuri Kulik just got the player of the week. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that guy's gonna be in the NH- that, that, t- that guy's gonna be on your team next year. So boy was great the other night. They're gonna be good players in yeah. a but year Isaac or two. Oslin, I'm, and there's no knock against these guys. They're contributing. They they're young. Those. They're 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, but these are coveted pieces around the league. Yeah, they're coveted players around the league. You could deal one of those guys away, and you could still have three more 
that are going to contribute to your team within the next two to three years or possibly earliest next season. Like, where's the hang-up here at this point? Where the fuck is the hang-up? I have a, What are we I have, doing? I, I have at least a cautiously optimistic feeling that they will, especially with these two injuries. I, I think that's going to force their hand a little bit. I really, really do believe so. Um, and if they don't, I'll be proven wrong and we'll all be upset. And then we can, we can vent about that. But we have 48 hours, 56 hours until the deadline. I have at least a cautiously optimistic feeling that something's going to get done. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. And one name, and I'm going to bring up this comment here in a second. I'll come back to this one. Uh, I would love Tom Wilson. Um, yes, I would love Tom Wilson too. And no, generally speaking, I would never, ever, ever expect that guy to be traded. But, I mean, it feels I mean, like – They traded Orloff. Like, yeah, it, it Orloff feels had, like they've packed it in for this season. I mean, they, they, he had two goals against uh, – I forget, the Flames. Yeah, he had two – yeah, he's, 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 he's had three points in his first games. So, yeah, yeah. He's been great. He's been great for the Bruins so far. Um, It seems like they're kind of packing it in. Yeah, it I mean, seems like they're sellers for sure. If your name isn't Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, are you really off limits on that roster? No, doesn't seem like it. I, I agree. So, I mean, could you could you imagine tomorrow we wake up and we find out fucking Kevin Adams traded for Tom Wilson? It would be, it would inject <laughs> every single ounce of energy the entire organization, the team, and the fan base would need. To bring, oh, that type of, to bring that type of guy to a, a team like this. He is it everything would, would they need and more. Yeah. It, like I mean, have, but, oh yeah, they, of course, need defense more. But to have that type of guy on your team, yeah. it, it would be massive. But we'll see. I don't That's know. a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream. I, I just wanted to bring up that comment because it was something I saw a couple times today on Twitter. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, and it's an interesting name. Also interesting, UPL was brought up by Kevin Weeks today on Twitter as a guy who might be on the trade block. Surprising, but not surprising. I will say that. I've, I, I'm have i not going to hide from my comments in the past. I've never been a huge UPL advocate. I want him to succeed, but I just look at him as a goaltender that what we see is might be what is what we get. Um, he's still young. He's still developing. Um, but consistency has always been a huge issue for him and in in big moments he hasn't really shown up so i don't know um i think there could be some smoke behind that i mean why would you tweet out of all the names on that list upl stood out to me the most for sure i mean i'm surprised by that to be honest but at the same time like as confident as they probably are in Levi, one of them's, I mean, obviously Levi's not going, so he would be the odd man out. Like he's, he's not going to be your backup. I mean, theoretically he could be, but Comrie could be, who knows with a little bit more experience. And then maybe you can sign Portillo. You you have him too. So yeah, yeah, question mark for sure. With, with the amount of promise in his best moments that Lukanen has shown this season, you could get something of value back. You absolutely could, especially well, packaging, like Vancouver. packaging it with a second round pick. Um, a team like Vancouver, a team like yeah. Chicago, teams like Arizona. I mean, Arizona, I think they, they're they pretty happy with what they have. 
But I mean, uh, UPL in a second, you could get Besser. Yeah. UPL in a first, you could get JT Miller. <laughs> like you could, yeah. you could do something. And hopefully, they, hopefully Vancouver is willing to eat some of that salary. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's the type of thing you might be willing to sacrifice um, yeah. to bring back something of consequence right now. So. Yep. We'll and, see. Fingers crossed. And you got to remember too, they they picked a goaltender to start the uh, the, the second round. Um, not start the second round. Their first pick of the second round last year, Tapias Lainanen. Um, yep. You know, I know he was very big goaltender, and he was considered to be a project goalie, but he is in the system too. Um, sure. I mean, if if they're willing, if they think UPL could get them potentially a, you know what Comrie was supposed to be or still is, or maybe, I don't know, maybe management is confident in running with Comrie and, and Anderson. I don't know. I really don't. Um, maybe they feel that defensively they're not strong enough and they want to go all, all out offense. Maybe they just deal UPL for something to help them in their top six, especially with Tuck being out or, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Um, while his numbers don't scream out, you know, franchise goaltender you know when you look at him at face value uh as you said we've all seen it there have been a lot of games this season where he has stood on his head um where he has won games for this team uh i just you know at the end of the day it's it's the wins that count and you know he has a winning record uh he's been a big reason why this team's in the position that it is in uh again but it does again does it surprise me he was in that list no but it doesn't no, it, it yes, it did surprise you, but it also doesn't surprise you because I could totally see that being a move and them moving on from him just because they have so much potential coming up through the pipeline. Yeah. So, or maybe maybe or maybe Adams has had good conversations with Portillo's agent in terms of you know he expects him to sign. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I that just again with him sitting out tonight being a healthy scratch and then Comrie being the guy to back up, uh and then coincidentally being on the Kevin Weeks list. I don't know, man. It's uh for me, that's that was a head scratcher. For sure. It's interesting to say the least. Uh tell me how you're making a playoff push also beyond this year and still debating who the goalie is. Uh they're the third highest scoring team in the league. Yes. That's that right there. Um, however, even with being the third highest scoring team in the league. Uh, you need more help from your bottom three lines. You know, it's not that, you know, Cousins isn't doing his job or Olafson isn't doing their job, but when the Skinner, Tuck, Thompson line isn't rolling, you know, it's 90% more difficult for this team to win. Yeah. It's just this, you know, if you, if you look up and down every time they've won this year, I mean, I can almost guarantee you, you know, that line contributed to at least – you know, has three or four points on the night. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably every single win. Honestly. Every yeah, every single one. Let's be let's be real. Yeah. Last time they beat Columbus, he had five. Thompson had five goals. Four in the first period. I don't want to take away. We finally have something to root for, but I don't know a second and maybe a Bloom trade for a solid D man and get some playoff experience would have been amazing. Agreed, it would have been amazing. You know, with if Bloom and a second would went to Vancouver for you know, a Besser, you know, a guy who's going to come in and help now a better, a better version of Olafson. Um, that would have been nice. So, uh, talk around, you know, before we get out of here, talk about some of the trades that did go down. 
obviously earlier today, Patrick Kane made official is a New York Ranger. Um, Chicago had almost no leverage. Um, I forget some of the names of the players that went back. I know Cooper, uh, Zenner. No, literally, literally just two picks. Yeah. No, no player. second. That could be a first if uh, and, a, and a third round pick. Yeah, it, it was nothing. Um, you know, you know, Chicago had no leverage because Kane, you know, had a league wide, you know, hissy fit about them going to get uh, uh, Tarasenko before before they yeah. went. And he had a, a full no no movement clause as well. So yeah. that's it's the only team you want to go to, and the yeah. Rangers knew that, and they had, yeah. like you said, all the leverage. It, it was Taylor Hall two like, I personally, I personally believe they're going to put him with Panarin, and he is going to go off. Off, yeah. You just saw, you saw like, what he played in the last four games. He's been finally motivated. He still has the skill. He still has the playmaking. That team is loaded now. I think, aside from the Bruins and probably the Hurricanes, they're the biggest threat to come out of the East. Um, yeah, you have, you have arguably the best goalie in the league. Their defense is amazing. Up and down the lineup, they are a stacked roster. And now you have Patrick yeah. who is a proven playoff performer. Um, it's the best deal that they could have made, and they finally did it. So kudos to them. Yeah. One comment here uh, from Cricket Whistle 7. Why do you guys think this team keeps reverting to overpassing the puck, overhandling? Does someone need to get benched? I'll hang up and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they were. I mean, you saw Casey. Perfect example, that one play on Casey. Uh he had a perfect opportunity to shoot the puck. He tried to pass it over. Um, it was kind of a, sh- a short ice two on one. Um, defenseman, I don't know who it was. Defenseman got a stick down, blocked the shot. Casey had another opportunity to shoot the puck or, you know, tried to carry it through. But right there, you know, a- an example where you're overpassing and you need to shoot pucks and get pucks on that. And yeah, you didn't, you didn't, the, just like, you miss out on a golden scoring opportunity there uh, because you over overhandle overpass. Uh, I agree to an extent. Um, you saw a lot of that tonight, I think. Yeah, I mean, Casey's Millsat's the biggest culprit of that. I think he has a pass first mentality, and the coaching staff yeah. has been trying to drill it into his head like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, for the most part, I think he has a pretty solid NHL shot. He scored some pretty good goals this year. Um, they did have 41 shots on goal tonight and a lot of shots missed over the net post. Yeah. I mean, Paterka's with three minutes left on the power play rang off the post that should have been in. Um, he played a pretty good game. I thought, um, but yeah, I mean, they do try to be a little bit too pretty sometimes, which yeah. is unfortunate given the <laughs> lack of defensive awareness and the yeah. liability that 75% of the back end is you'd like for them to just fire it on that. But at the same time, like, They've had a lot of really good goals this season off great passing plays. So yeah. it's a tough balance. But, yeah, I mean, 41 shots, you can't nitpick too much of that. No, no. And and that's the thing. It's not – again, tonight wasn't a night where you felt like you were outplayed or you deserved to lose. And personally, I think they deserved to win. But you had a stretch there in the second period where you, yeah. like, pissed down your leg. And they took advantage of you. They yeah. did. You know, it's plain and simple. Um defensively you were not good enough tonight. Um, I'm not even willing to really put any of that on Anderson. Uh, I think we, one of those, one of those four I'd like to have back, but sure. I mean, not much you can do when you're literally left alone, you know, you're, you know, you're fucking dick in your hand in front of the net. Uh, so uh, other deals, uh, I'd say the, probably the second biggest deal of the day, even though we all knew where Patrick King was going was uh, Matthias Ekholm. 
leaving, uh, you know, Nashville for I don't know how many years, heading to the Oilers for Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, a first-round pick in 2023, and a fourth-round pick. Honestly, that is a huge haul for Nashville. Um, I, I've always loved Matthias Ekholm's a steady, even though he's a left-handed shot, a steady stay-at-home guy who just plays a really heavy game and just is really honestly one of the better defensemen in the league in his own end. Yeah. Um, you know, so that is an absolute steal for Nashville for the return on him. And, you know, Connor McDavid finally gets his stay, his stay at home defenseman that, you know, he's probably wanted to see in Edmonton for the past couple of years. Tyson Berry offensively is a good hockey player, but defensively he's pretty terrible. So yeah, I think I mean, uh, it's exactly what they needed. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I think that's, at least a, a little bit of a nod to everything that's left the Western conference and gone to the Eastern conference and Edmonton yep. realizing like, Oh, we have an actual opportunity here. Like the abs haven't been healthy all season. They might get healthy right before the playoffs would be bad news for them. Yeah. Um, but I think those are the only, uh, maybe the stars, but those three teams in my opinion are the only possible teams that have a chance to come yep. out of the West. I mean, potentially the Kings, if they get some goaltending and make make a run, they have a pretty good roster. But Edmonton getting a probably top ten, top fifteen defensive defenseman to come for that to come to that roster is massive for them. Yeah, this one surprised me too. Uh, the Maple Leafs traded defenseman Rasmus Sandin and to the Washington Capitals for a first round pick and in, and Eric Gustafson. That's a pretty good return. Yeah, Gustafson's uh, been good this year. Yes, he's been very good. Um, I thought they would have traded Justin Hall before they went Sandin, but I mean, whichever. I mean, uh, they got Luke Shen uh, later on later on in the day. So yeah. they also traded away Pierre Engvall to the uh, the Islanders for a third round pick. Shout out Dewey Crocs Cats and the two goalies won Mike Chet. Seemed pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of deals were made today. Like I said, Luke Shen uh, is a Maple Leaf. Marcus Johansson who has been an absolute suitcase in the NHL is going back to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. And then um, Jesse, I think the day kind of started off with just the Jesse Poli uh trade to the, uh, sorry, Carolina hurricanes um, for the rights to Patrick uh, Puistola, uh, who plays in the Liga, you know, over in the, uh, one of the Swedish leagues, I believe, or Finnish leagues. But uh, just a day chock full of action, um, exciting to say the least, but nothing to report on for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, all the big names outside of Chikrin are gone. Um, I'd say the top two names on the list now at this point are obviously Chikrin and Besser. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully Kevin Adams has something up his sleeve that, Maybe a name that we have seen out there or a name we haven't seen out there. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, last few comments here before we get out um, just from earlier. Uh, Mauricio went out of rate. I mean, Mauricio was in this chat before we went on live. Uh, <laughs> he, he, just, he just loves it. Uh, once again, I repeat, reliable goaltending, poor defensive coverage by forwards, especially Thompson's line. Thompson, Skitter, and Quinn were a liability in the defensive zone. Granado, reach your players to defend. Uh, too many Danish pastry turnovers, poor puck management. Uh, he has something against Danish pastries. Milstadt <laughs> needs to shoot, shoot, lost all confidence. We mentioned that earlier. Olsen Milstadt, first-round pick for Demko and Brock. Let, 
I almost hey, said it. That'll bring some much needed topic. He's not even close to the L, so I feel like that you, was. If you bring help. Brock Lesnar on this team, yeah, put him on that skates. Was, that's and the just have him destroy people out there. That, that's the muscle that this team needs. That's Could you imagine if, if, especially if he knows how to skate, put Brock Lesnar in front of the net, the defensive zone, is and dare something? Is he Canadian? He is. He is a Canadian. Guaranteed, he knows how to skate. Guaranteed. You put that guy on skates in front of your own net and just fucking dare somebody to come towards your goaltender. Not, no, bad idea, here, yeah. not, Brock not a bad idea. No, not at all. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, always appreciate you whenever you're in the chat, Mauricio. I know I, sh- I showed all your comments, uh, make sure you got you in there, but um, and then Cor- Cody Morrell. Uh, I don't want to take away. We finally have something to root for, but I don't know a second. Oh, we already we already read that one. But uh, with that being said, uh, I got nothing left here. Uh, Hurls, um, any final thoughts? Tough one. Uh, another name I saw today was Nick Schmaltz uh, from the Coyotes. Uh, another example of a team that might just be willing to give anything away. I think if you bring a guy that I think he's got. I think he had a higher points percentage this season than Timo Meyer on a very bad team. Yeah. That's another name that you would at least have to have to call on. Um, I just, yeah, something like that. I think, especially with tuck out, I I think it's going to be on the longer side of week to week than we think. And they knew that right away too. I'd I'd be very surprised if he's in the lineup before April. So any, any type of guy like that, any guy for your middle six and, some type of defense, whether it's defense or goaltending. Team, it just can't be Riley Stillman. They they need something because losing to the Blue Jackets, you're not going to survive if you don't score score more than three goals yeah. in any single game, and especially with this stretch coming up. So they should, just, they should just wear the goathead jersey, honestly, the rest of the year. Yeah, gosh. Bring up they the lost one time in it, and every single time they've played in that jersey, they scored six goals. Yep, seven the other day. So well, uh with that being said, uh, I got nothing left. Uh, this team's got to, uh, to uh, Cody's point, you got to need three out of the next four possible points. <clears throat> Couldn't agree with you more, uh, or even three out of the next possible be tough. Teams. But schedule gets very difficult, and uh, the next 48 hours should be very, very telling. Actually, no, 72 hours, right? Because uh, It's 3 p.m. On, on, uh, Friday. on Friday, so basically 67. 67 hours. You're, you're good at math. I'm not. So, uh, yes, next 67 hours are pretty crucial. I, I do expect another trade to happen. It's just, it's just to what level around. are we looking at another Riley Stillman? Le- like, I don't need this to be a Bob Corkum type deadline. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be bigger. What I mean by that. It'll be bigger. It'll be bigger than Riley Stillman. I, I can almost no, guarantee so. that. But uh, this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Boulevard. Uh, don't waste. Don't haste. Go buy a case on all your Sabres game nights. And uh, let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.